Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about the ever so delicious and Atlantic-influenced region of Riach Baixas. Riach Baixas is an appellation covering 4,047 hectare, that's about 9,997 acres, in the northwest corner of Spain, Galicia. It's just across the river from Portugal, and that river's name is the Minho. Um, there are four subzones in the home uh, province political boundary of Pontevedra, but there's also one subzone, the newest, is in the um, political boundary of La Coruña to the north. It's decidedly Atlantic as a category of, of climate because it is drastically influenced by the ocean, which is very close to all of the regions, even those that are considered inland. The history of this region is ancient for sure, with wine growing going all the way back to the Middle Ages and before, without doubt. But what we know of and what we think of as Riespaisius is a very modern concept. So the most important grape here is Albariño, although there are some others grown, we'll talk about those shortly. Albariño has been grown here for at least 1,000 years, and uh, some would say longer than that. There's a couple of legends as to how Albariño came to be in Galicia, and specifically in Riaspaixas. The first one that is that it came to the region with uh, French monks of Cluny when they pilgrimaged to Santiago in the 12th century. The other legend is that it was brought by the conquering Visigoths or Suebi peoples in the 5th century as they came into um, this region as well as into Portugal. Either way, today the modern thought is that this is an indigenous variety, um, that it kind of has always been there. Nobody knows for absolute certain, but the two legends haven't been proven either, so we're going to go with modern thought at this point. Beginning in the 18th century, um, viticultural land was moved from the possession of the church to the individual. The church had amassed tremendous amounts of property through um, donations of uh, patrons of the church, etc. That process was reversed beginning in the 18th century and the land was turned back to private ownership. As that happened, and we move into the 19th and early 20th century, uh, viticulture was reserved for the wealthy in this area who could afford to grow grapes on their small plots of land instead of subsistence crops to feed their families. In the second half of the 20th century, wine growing became more widespread and in 1980, after many years of work, Spain approved the first denominación de origen for the area. And in this particular case, it was actually called denominación Especifica Albariño. Then, in 1988, that DO was changed to Riach and it was originally included with three of the five subzones. Those three original subzones were Val do Solnes, O Rosal, Condado do Tea, and then in 1996 we see Sotomayor added, which is uh, still in Pontevedra. In 2000, they added the fifth subzone, Ribera do Ulla, and it's to the north of Pontevedra in the neighboring political boundary of La Coruña. As I mentioned earlier, the climate of this entire region is dominated by the Atlantic. Over 30% of the 1,600 millimeters or 63 inches of annual rainfall 
is brought by the Atlantic winter storms arriving predominantly from the west and southwest. And the fact that they come from the southwest and the west is, is really important because anything coming from the north would be Arctic dominated. Anything coming from the west and the south would be more subtropic dominated. And so this area, even in the wintertime, never gets very cold. It stays fairly warm. Uh, as a matter of fact, the average temperature in the coldest month of the year is still in the high 40s to low 50s. Their summers are dominated by the Azores high pressure system, which is a similar effect to the Bermuda high, which happens on the east coast of the U.S. It drives mostly sunny and dry weather all the way through the summer up until the fall. In the fall, it starts to transition, and fall starts to bring the squalls in off the Atlantic as the water cools off and the rain starts to fall again. So the summer average highs are between 30 and 32 degrees Celsius, you know, 86 to 89 Fahrenheit. So warm, but not hot. The vineyards are an interesting patchwork of small parcels, um, sort of reflective of the uh, small landholder that uh, received land back through the course of time. There's 4,047 hectare in the Appalachian. That's 9,997 acres. And that is made up of 21,825 plots. And those plots are managed by 5,500 plus growers. So the average plot of vineyard land is 0.19 hectare or 0.47 acres. And the average grower owns four hectare or manages four hectare and that's only 9.9 .9 acres. So as you can tell, if anybody wants to make a volume of wine, they're going to probably have to work with neighbors and source grapes from somebody other than themselves. Let's talk about what the labels of Riach Baishas are telling you. First and foremost, there are set grapes, of course, for Riach Baishas. The white grapes are Albarino, which by the way, of the total vineyard land, 4,000 hectare is Albarino. So by far and away, the most planted grape. After that, you have Lurero, uh, which is also known as Marques, Trechadura, Caino Blanco, Torontes, and Godello. In the reds, yes, they do make red wine in Riach Baixas. Up until recent times, it was only consumed there. Uh, Caino Tinto, Castanal, Espadero, Lurera Tinta, Suson, Mantilla, Brancella, and Dosal. Those are the grapes that are allowed, but obviously if 4,000 of the 4,047 hectare are Albarino, what you're really getting out of Riach Baixas is Albarino dominant wines. And so the first label you're normally going to see on a bottle of wine from Riach Baixas is simply stated Riach Baixas Albarino. It can be from anywhere, even all of the regions combined together, and it has to be 100% Albarino because it's stated as Albarino on the label. If it just says Riach Baixas, it's going to be a blend in any proportion whatsoever of all those white wines I listed, all those white grapes. If it's red, it will actually say Riach Baixas Tinto then it can be a blend of any of those red grapes. There are also wines labeled by the subzone. And the reason that matters to you as a buyer and a seller of wine is that the subzones have different rules of percentage of Albarino included. So the first one is the Riach Baixas Condado Dotea. It's a blended wine, a minimum of 70% Albarino and Trechadura, so 70% combined of those two, plus the approved local varietals. If it's Riach Baixas Orosal, it's a blend of combined 70% minimum Albarino and 
Lurero, and then all the locals. If it's Riach Baixas Valdosanes, sub-appellation or sub-zone in the region, it's at least 70% Alborino, and then a maximum of 30% of the rest of the locals. If it's Riach Baixas Ribera do Uya, that one is 70% minimum Alborino plus 30% of whatever else. So it sort of mimics the Valdosones option. There is a, a stipulation or a, a labeling where you will see uh, Riach Baixas Barica. Barica indicates that it's been barrel aged. The whites will have, they have to be in wooden casks. The, the capacity of the cask has to be a maximum of 600 liters. So the intention is that oak will show in the flavor profile. And the labels on those bottles will indicate the length of times in either months or years that they have stayed in these casks. And then there's one last thing, because they make almost everything here, and that would be Riach Baixas Espumoso. And these are sparkling wines made with the recognized local varieties and produced in any of the subzones um, by the normal European community regulations on quality sparkling wines. Let's dig into the subzones, all five of them. So Val do Solnes is the lowest lying. It only rises to a maximum of 100 meters and that's on the periphery as it starts to get into the hillsides. And it has the most coastal plains of all of Galicia included because Riach Baixas literally translates to lower fjords. And so most of the area, the land kind of comes in hillsides or cliffs down to the water. But in Val Solnes, it's a broader, flatter, more coastal plain area. The average temperature here is 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Condado de Otea is in a fairly mountainous land on the north bank of the Miño, and it's named after the Tea River. This region has actually some extreme temperature spikes, and you might see it get over 100 degrees in a hot summer day, but that's not the average temperature. The average temperature is still only 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Orrosal is next door to Condado de Otea, downriver, closer to the ocean. Uh, and has very similar terrain. It doesn't see as much of the heat spikes because it has more uh, ocean influence. And then at the very tip of the uh, fjord, Riach Vigo, uh, just upstream from the town of Vigo, is um, Sotomayor. The last of the five regions is Ribera do Uya. It's on the Uya River. It's the furthest north. It's the most inland. And it's the largest of the regions. So as you're out buying and selling Riach Baixas wines, make sure you look at those labels. Remember that the subregions, the subzones, have specific blending abilities. If the wine doesn't say Albarino on the label, it can be blended, and the blend will be dictated by the location. Remember also these are great food wines. They make people happy, and so um, if you haven't had one lately, go get one and check out Lithia, which is uh, connected here in the show notes. It's a great option for you.